Well, welcome to a special edition of the Dark Side of Soul podcast. This is Joe. This is Sean. And we wanted to do a quick little um, episode discussing uh, the tragedy that happened this past weekend in Itaewon. Uh, We just uh, published before this our episode on Korean Halloween. Mm -hmm. And we did talk a bit about Itaewon uh, during that including strong suggestions to not go to Itaewon because of the crowds. Um, But uh, unfortunately, uh, this is as predictable. Some of this could have been, no one could have predicted it would have been this bad, this bad. Uh, An actual, an actual tragedy an actual tragedy where this many people were injured and, and killed. Um, now I'm going to relay the latest that we know. Um, right now, the death toll stands at 154, uh, 26 of them are um, foreigners. Uh, most of the victims were uh, in their teens and twenties and two thirds of them were women. And that was an interesting uh, statistic um now my person when i was there I, I wasn't in taiwan on saturday i was doing a tour and then we went to uh, i went to hongdae with one of my tour guests to see rocky horror i was planning on going home but it was such a good crowd i mean such a good group on a saturday that i was like oh well i'm energized i'll think i'll do rocky horror again and uh uh, we went because the guest was planning to go to Itaewon and um, I convinced her to go with me to Hongdae. Um, and then I remember uh, when that was done, I got a taxi and uh, traffic was higher than it usually was for three in the morning on Hongdae. Um, and my taxi driver was even commenting on that. And I was wondering if that was uh some some side effect of what was happening in Taiwan, and then I um I got home around four or five, well four or so, got ready for bed, and right when I lay, I was lying down, I just checked my phone. I was just um you know checking my phone, and I just got a barrage of messages asking if I was okay. I was like, what? And then I looked at the news and saw what was going on. In fact, there wasn't really much on the news yet. I mean, it was uh, New York Times, uh, Chase Sung Hoon who uh, I've talked about before is like one of the greatest reporters in the world. Uh, he was really, he was on top of it covering uh, up. He had a team going, giving uh, constant updates on what was going on. And uh, I was contacted by one of my journalist friends to do an interview at five in the morning while I was in bed. So I did that. And then I woke up my family to, um, to tell them the news because I didn't want them to be surprised when they left the house. Cause I knew I was going to be, since I was going to bed at five or six, I knew I was going to be asleep when they were going off to church or to dance practice. And I didn't want them to be surprised by other people telling them that. So I woke them up and told them and, um, and then went to bed and that, that's, that's what happened. And then, um, <clears throat> uh, Sean, I contacted you the the next day and discuss whether or not we should cancel our, our plans and we decided to go ahead and 
do it because this is, you know, this is, you could say this was a form of mourning. Um, uh, people need to, some people you need to share with others, do things with others. And people on some people that booked my tour that were uh, singles and it helped them to be with others. Um, and I, 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 some people did cancel because of they this they felt uncomfortable going on the tour, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but we did do the tour. It's very somber. Um, we uh, uh we had a, a a camera crew from the Philippines uh following us for the first bit, including one one. I think the 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 host the the journalist was a pretty famous celebrity because um, Filipinos passing him on the street were like, "Oh my God, it's you." Um, yeah, yeah, (laughs) but they followed us for a short bit and then they, they, they like, okay, we got enough and they left. But, um, uh, we started the tour with a moment of silence and Mm. it was a much somber mood, of course, compared to Saturday, Saturday, everyone was laughing and joking and, and very few people were giving polite smiles during, during some parts. That was the best they did. Nonetheless, um, at the end, people were telling me thank, saying thank you for doing this because they needed something like this yesterday. It was kind of it was therapeutic. Yeah, yeah, and that's exactly why. And I posted about this as well. Um, Sean Sean had a, a Halloween event over at the Dice Latte, right? With and also with Straight Chilling Podcast, um, and you know we had planned this for a while, and yeah, we decided not to cancel it. Um, because and, and we were ended up being thanked for it some people need that in in the face of tragedy and and i did post about it because um in particular our our uh, patron angel who joined the event yesterday at the dice latte she she posted on her social media thanking us and mm. the dice latte and straight chilling podcast for not canceling mm pointing out how sometimes people need that, that, um, that particular escape. Yeah. And I knew some people were going to, and I, so I said, okay, we have to make, we, this perspective has to be pointed out, has to be shared. Most people agreed with us. And I knew some people would be critical. The, 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 uh, the more intellectually bankrupt wouldn't, wouldn't agree. And we did, we did get some comments saying, you know, not the greatest PR move. And it's like PR move. It's not a PR move. Um, don't be ridiculous. So um, yeah, you, we just, you need, you need, you need to provide um, a community sometimes in during times of grief. Yeah. And I dealt, I have dealt with enough personal family grief to know. Yes, you have. So, um, anyone criticizing anyone for needing needing time with others and not space alone, and some people need that, and they 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 should take it. But anyone criticizing people or organizations or companies for providing space and and the the community that that people need. Um, are, are, are just not seeing the whole picture. They're being, right. they're being very short-sighted. Yeah. And that's about as friendly as I can get with people like that. Mm. 
so point out a little more. Um, I was on the BBC this morning discussing this and some of the points I'll talk about here. Um, one of the reasons I created Dark Side of Soul was that 10 years ago, there really was not much to do on Halloween. Uh, but there was some small Halloween. There were some small Halloween uh, 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 specials, bar specials and such in Itaewon starting around 2010, 2011. Um, back then, it really was still a mostly U.S. Army ESL teacher type of area. It, it hadn't gone through the the what we call, I call the Machip Renaissance. It didn't have the crowds of Instagrammers coming in. Uh, Vato started that uh, when it opened. Uh, I think it was 2011. Um. And uh, the area behind the Hamilton Hotel was not that heavily traveled. There were a few bars there. There's a Three Alley pub. There was uh, Tony's, which is the Australian pub. Um, there were there was uh, the Saint X, which is a French bistro. There, there were just a few places back there, but there wasn't really a big crowd. Yeah. Uh, then. Um, they did some road work and they tore down some buildings to lengthen the road and make it a more, a bigger boulevard and more buildings were built in those places on the sides. And they started creating what I was saying, like fake versions of foreign places. Like there was, there was, uh, was it wrote, not the Rosen crown. What are, no, not Rosen crown, but there's that fake British pub. Now people are saying that's a good British pub, but when it first opened, it was a fake British pub. Uh, more of Hong Sok Chun's types of places where it was just fake versions of foreign food. It was a lot of, it was, it was like Epcot. It, it, it was, it was foreign experience that was made safe for Koreans. I'd explain mm-hmm. that. And it started attracting more of the, the young locals, young, the young Koreans started going back there. And that was fine, even though I heard some grumblings in the older expat community saying, uh, "Oh, you know, this is this is this is going to ruin the area. They're going to push all the uh, all of the foreigners out." Um, and that was a little prophetic because I can only think of one business in that area now that is foreign owned. Still, I think all the rest are Korean owned. Uh, and that that just became the area, and so um, Halloween started growing in that area. Uh, uh, I every now and then touched, went over there, and just as curiosity. Uh, 2015, I was thinking of meeting some people there, and I was driving, and I knew then there was no parking there, so I just gave up, and I, that's when I knew it was starting to get really ridiculous. Um, and now 2019, I have a short video of when I was there. Uh, I was in the area because of a friend's going away party. And uh, we decided to dip into uh, Fat Albert's, which used to be Three Alley Pub, uh, and which is over in that area. We had uh, a couple of drinks, but it was getting too crowded. I, well, I, then I stepped out to go look at the crowd before I left, and I took video of it. Um, it was also the same day they were doing a scene for... Uh, 
the first episode of Itaewon class is in the area. But um, yeah, it was ridiculously crowded then, and it was just uncomfortable. It was not a place to be. It, there, I don't see how anyone could have had fun in that area. Why? I don't understand why people want to be in a bar that is so crowded. You can't order a drink. You can't talk to anyone. You can't see your friends. I don't see what's so much fun about that. But some people really see a crowd and they want to be a part of the crowd. I think, I wonder if it's FOMO or something. Um, jump in, Sean, if you have anything. I'm just ranting. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I've post. I've said my my personal opinions on Itaewon. I've never liked going to Itaewon. I, I've maybe been to Itaewon maybe 10 times in 23 years. Um, just never really liked it as a place. So, um, yeah, I have nothing. I don't really have anything to add to, to any of that. Okay. Well, I, I did see that the, the, the Halloween celebrations were getting larger and they were getting more, they were getting less controllable. Uh, there was very minimal. Now people said they've seen police controlling the crowds. I never saw it when I was there when, in 2019 Mm -hmm. now then the pandemic happened 2020 2021 and they were really trying to restrict the crowds from going in there but i'm trying to people broke that people really were still partying in itaewon on halloween uh, for those two years and i'm trying to think of other events that had as large crowds during the pandemic can you think of anything? The, uh, the protests. So that's it. But yeah, the protests. Protests. And yeah, yeah. There were there were the protests against against the COVID restrictions. Um, so those are the only ones where there were big crowds. Was was those protests and Itaewon Halloween? I'm saying I'm pointing this out because um, the the authorities have been giving the excuse that they didn't anticipate it was going to be larger than usual this year and um that was that was either untruthful or their heads were way more up their asses than i thought Mm -hmm. um because this year we've been we've been seeing revenge celebrations we've been seeing um People going out in full force, crowding all the bars and restaurants. There are lines outside of places now that were never lines in many places. Uh, Iksundong, Jungno Samga, Gangnam, Hongdae, I've noticed are more crowded than they were before the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking like the authorities were really just not paying attention. They didn't have their ears on the ground. They must have been stuck in their country clubs or something, not paying attention. Because uh, yeah, I don't see how this was not predictable other than think saying, oh, it's Itaewon. We don't care about Itaewon. Yeah. And I don't, I've been reading stuff too. It's like, oh, and they're calling it like the Halloween tragedy and stuff like that. And they're, they're kind of pinning it. It's on the, it's as if they're saying it happened because it was Halloween. Mm-hmm. But, but honestly, I think. I've seen far more people gathered together in um, no, I've never, I, I wasn't there that night. I, I was, I was also doing a tour that night. I was doing a, a nighttime hiking tour, but so I wasn't there, but uh, 2002, the world cup through Kwang Hoon, 
that was absolute madness. Yeah. It was millions of people in the streets. Yeah. And I, and I'm young dong on Christmas Eve. I've been yeah. in those types of crowds. Right. I just think this, I think this was mostly a, a tragic accident. It was. I think every, everything just kind of, everything was just in the pot at the wrong time and just, just created this, this, um, this tragic um, result. And, um, uh, yeah, so people are out celebrating like they did every year. Yeah, there were a lot of people there, but um, I don't know. Like the, the the blame game is starting to be played, and um, let people play it. I'm I'm fine. I'm I'm not. Yeah. For me, for me, I'm. I think we should always wait longer before before we we try to um find out really why things happened or start pointing fingers because you know there's so much that's just unaccounted for but but people are people are dead so and young people are dead yeah there's a middle schooler who died yeah so um i think we have to be we have to have our let people people who need space let them have space people who need community provide community for them if we are willing and um and allow allow this whole thing to uh to kind of breathe a little bit before we start really openly and publicly blaming things and whatnot i I just i I don't know i I do think it was just an accident but um you know let 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 it uh let it sink in a little bit more for, for a lot of people uh, I'm afraid that that's pointing out that it's Halloween. They're trying to make it, oh, it's a foreign thing. And the mentality is we can blame someone else instead. Of, we can, we can, we don't have to ha- take our own responsibility for this. It's a foreign thing. I do, now, I do think that's what, that, that's how the media is already starting to try to spin. Yeah. It. Well, I am going to start blaming the authorities though. Okay. already I <laughs> okay. am. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm just going to say it was prevent. It, I, some parts were preventable. Yeah, but I mean, like that's yes, like I but but at the same time, I think in a lot of ways everything is preventable and you can choose certain reasons for why something could have been preventable. If no one went, it would have been preventable. If 50,000 fewer people went, True. it would have been preventable. But what was the exact catalyst that well, caused it? We I I don't okay. think exactly. That's my point. I don't think. Well, okay, okay. There were a few. There were a few, and that's why I think it was preventable. Because um, for one thing, the authorities actually said they they shifted the police force to a protest. Oh yes, which, yes. Which yes. shows where the priorities are. The priorities are more on government anti-government protesters rather than protecting. It's it's more about protecting the elites from the protesters than protecting the youth oh no well yes you know, mm, i knew that was, my, i knew you i my, knew you. my my feelings on cops are not <laughs> are no no secret on the show i knew you did that um i knew you'd like that one um but i mean what i'm hearing from uh eyewitness accounts people who are actually in there and i've seen some scary scary videos of people who in inside the actual alley uh, around when it was happening um that it sounded like 
okay, for one thing, that one narrow alley, there were two places where it was happening. There's this one wider one that's the big entrance to the area behind the Hamilton, but there's one on the western side of the Hamilton Hotel that is much narrower. The people say only six adults can walk down side by side. Um, and uh, the thing is that alley, people are trying to go up and people are trying to go down. And it is a little bit of a slope. It's not a big slope. But it is a bit of a slope, and it so slopes down to the main road, right? Right, right. And so, uh, people were eyewitnesses were saying they remember some men in the back were yelling "push, push, push," yeah, and then the crowd that. started, and they were chanting it push push and so then the crowd suddenly surged forward, and that's when everything people fell down like dominoes on top of each other. Now there were mixed accounts. Either some men were just they were just got impatient and wanted the crowd to move because it was stalled, or stuff was already happening and people were trying to yell pull and stop and people misunderstood and thought they were saying push. Interesting, right? So those are two things. Um now, yeah, I think one way that could have been prevented that a very low-tech solution was to designate areas for traffic like have arrows and signs saying this alley is one way only you can only they do this anyway i mean they do this during the lantern festival directing where people can walk it's not hard to do uh but that you know that that would have been a simple simple proactive solution um uh, I think in the future, uh, I mean, we could have been done what they did during COVID and have gates that restricted who came in, uh, keep track of who goes in and for crowd control. Um, there's also, I checked, there is very, very affordable CCTV and AI technology to keep track of crowd numbers. Mm, yeah. Mm. It costs uh, at most $2,000 a camera. For a whole system. I think the city could afford that. Yeah. Um, yeah, And that, that's what gets me too, is that they, they've been characterizing this as a festival in the Korean media. As if that implies that it was organized. It was not organized by a single no, entity. That bothered me as well. Like they're saying, if there was a central organizing body, it wouldn't have happened. It's like, well, it is this people going out. It isn't an, it's not, it wasn't a festival. Yeah. yeah, that 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 annoyed me a little bit as well. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. Um. So anyway, this is a very awful um tragedy, of course, and I mean, just the numbers of people that really had to have been so bad. We like I said, only th- th- six adults can walk down that alley. At side by side, so having that many people die and twice as many over twice as many injured um yeah it's just just over like three meters wide how many people were in that alley yeah it was thousands thousands upon thousands how i mean yeah Yeah. Mm. so um seen seen the aerial photos of it yeah yeah terrible uh and I've seen, I mean, the one TikTok video I saw was uh, the guy who was taking a photo. He was having, you could see he was having trouble breathing. He was, he was like doing like Lamaze breathing. He was, I mean, you could tell it was, and you heard people screaming. It was nightmarish. 
and you've seen the videos of them trying mm. to pull people out, pulling right. people out. They were just stuck. Sides. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. So, um, you know, Sean, I'm sure you've been in situations similar to this. I've been in oppressive crowds. Um, yes. Yeah. Mostly on the subway. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I tend to, and I'm sorry, I'm going to have to wrap up soon. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm, I'm wrapping it up. I'm, in, in, in an impromptu kind of episode, but um, yeah, I, I, I have been in crowds and I, I don't feel comfortable in crowds. I never have. No, the very first too. time I went to first, the very first time I went to Dongdaemun was, um, you know, I don't know, 20, a long time ago. And um, I turned the corners with my girlfriend at the time we turned the corner and I looked up the escalator and I saw just hundreds of people entering the building. And yeah. I said, I'm not, I'm not going in there. Yeah. And uh, she's like, why not? I was like, I'm not, there's no way I'm not going up. I'm not going in with all those people. Sorry. And um, I don't really like going to rock concerts. I love rock music and, you know, music and whatnot, but I don't like going to concerts too much because it's just, it's just too crowded. I have been to shows like in Korea. I saw the Smashing Pumpkins in 2010 or something like that. Mm. Great, great show. Uh, the band was on fire. Um, yeah, I saw you and, too. Uh, 2019. Yeah, yeah. right. And, and um, but you know, enjoyed myself, and it, it it was it was kind of packed and crowded. Um, um, and um, yeah, it's like you can. You're definitely at the 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 whims of motion. Yeah, you can't. Uh, you're you're um, you can't do anything. You're completely. You're helpless. Right. So I'm going to give, if you're ever in the situation, there are already articles about this and this is from experience, my experience and how the, the experts say what you should do first, do what Sean says, anticipate before you enter a crowd. I mean, either avoid the crowd in general, because I think a lot of the people that were stuck in this crowd, they, they were trying to go from point A to point B and they didn't know there was a crowd in between and they thought they could just get through. I don't think they saw a crowd and went, oh, I want to be a part of this. I, I think they, they were just trying to like, oh, we have to meet our friends at this place. And they were going there. So um, first try to anticipate if there's a crowd and might be a dangerous crowd. Um, what I've learned is to walk or stand, stand with legs apart for more balance. If you keep your legs together, you're more likely to, you'll be more top heavy. Uh, if you, apart you have a lot wider space to be able to anticipate shifts in pressure uh, i do this on the subway if it's really crowded it, it doesn't matter i keep my legs apart when i do that i'm less likely to fall over people and i have nothing to hold on to um that helps a lot uh but it also helps to go along with the flow of the crowd, like you said, Sean, when, when you're stuck in something that big, don't fight it. Just you, you're just you're just like a bubble, almost floating through the crowd. I've done this before, and but but the only control you should do is like go with the flow, but try to go in a diagonal because a lot of people are going straight. If you go in a diagonal, it's easier to get out of the crowd. Don't try to go horizontal out of the crowd. Go in a diagonal out of the crowd. Um, but the most important thing, this is one thing I've done and, and experts have been saying do is try, go with a boxer stance, put your 
fists, ball your fists up and put them in front of your chest. That way your fists give more room for your lungs and breathe through your diaphragm too. Don't breathe through your chest. Um, but when you're, when you're in these oppressive crowds, uh, uh, have your hands up and that really helps a lot that I've been in those situations and it, it has helped. Those are our recommendations if you're in this again. So, um, yeah, we'll wrap it up. Um, we wanted to, um, say, you know, please, please be careful out there. Mm. Um, and, um, yeah, keep track. Just, uh, be smart. Be, be, don't, I mean, be aware, aware. <sighs> anyway, uh, we don't like it when the dark side of soul is this dark. Uh, it, it's, it's, it makes, uh, it's, it's really, it, it's so present. It's so when it's this real and this traumatic, uh, this is another thing I was, well, I was talking to the Filipino crew last night there, um, the TV crew, they were there just filming something else when it happened. So they were in the middle of this and they saw the dead bodies and, um, the host was, interviewing people walking by and the people were laughing at the dead bodies. <clears throat> and he's like, why are you laughing? And they're like, Oh wow. That is so great. They, they thought this was a prank. People thought that this was not real, that the dead bodies were not real. Right. They thought it was an act. So they were they were walking by and partying and laughing and the the clubs kept going until 4:30 people there's a lot of the complaints were like the the club's music there was more confusion because the clubs did not turn down their music. Um there were uh other cases there've been acts of heroism too because employees of some of the places were pulling people out of the crowd into their buildings and uh bouncers were keeping people inside the clubs so that People, more people wouldn't feed the crowd. Uh, they were like yelling, "People, stop! People are dying!" Even though some men still pushed through and to, to join the crowd. Um, and then there were some bad things, like the club still partied until four thirty in the morning, and uh, and then people were just acting like nothing was going wrong. But a lot of people were not aware something bad was happening too. Um. Anyway, uh, everyone. Um. Okay, until next time, um, please stay safe.